Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm yours truly, Dr. Barry, bringing you episode 38. And if you want the show notes, links to anything I may talk about in today's episode, like always, we're going to go to drpiersblog.com, the host of all of the episodes. But we're going to go to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP038. Again, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP038. 038. And if you want to check out just all of the episodes, you can check out drpiersblog.com slash podcast and you will see a link to all of the episodes of the Lunch and Learn. Today we're going to be talking about rheumatoid arthritis, which is actually a follow-up to my most recent Lunch and Learn, which got a lot of attention and fanfare so I wanted to make sure I hit up all of the points that I may have been missing on my lunch and learn because those I got a lot of great feedback and I'm going to post a link to the lunch and learn if you, uh, for those who may not follow me on the lunch and learn standpoint I do do that once a week at least once a week but yeah usually once a week where we talk about various topics sometimes we talk about the topics that we actually end up doing a podcast on we're going to talk about rheumatoid arthritis. is another autoimmune disease, uh, very similar to the one I talked about on a past episode, sarcoidosis. Um, go ahead and check that out if you have not. I'll put a link to the show notes as well on that. And we're going to talk about this rheumatoid arthritis, and we're going to talk about why it's definitely something you have to be very mindful of, and definitely something that you cannot brush off. And that was something that, you know, with the Facebook Live that we noticed that a lot of people didn't really appreciate the severity of what rheumatoid arthritis was until that lunch and learn. So sit back and let's uh, get right into another great episode. Hey, we're talking about rheumatoid arthritis today and I wanted to approach this subject because I had been seeing it quite often in my outpatient practice with patients, usually when they were stable. But being in the hospital now, and I'm seeing a few patients who actually, you know, end up in the hospital because of the rheumatoid flare-ups, I felt like it was, you know, only right that we touched on this subject. And most importantly, because it's actually a topic that gets kind of, you know, kind of misconstrued and misunderstood. And I noticed you know, quite well because I used to have patients in my office when they would fill in the the intake sheet, just pretty much give me an idea of what's going on. They would always mark that they had rheumatoid arthritis. And it was something that I was like, oh, wow, it's very interesting. But then when I would look at their medication list, nothing really pointed to the fact of them having rheumatoid arthritis, which really kind of helped, you know, bring to light that a lot of my patients and I think a lot of people too, probably in general, right? Kind of think all arthritis is the same. And for those with rheumatoid arthritis, for those with osteoarthritis, it could be, you know, further from the truth. So I initially broached this subject in the Lunch and Learns 
on la last Friday just to see, you know, what type of interest we would get from there. And the response was absolutely amazing. And it was amazing because I had women, and again, I, I've, I particularly really targeted the women uh, for the Lunch and Learn, but I had women, you know, different age ranges, different races that all had a story about rheumatoid arthritis and when they were first diagnosed, how they were first diagnosed, and how they're even dealing with the problem, you know, as we speak, right? And, you know, because obviously that's just as important as uh, the diagnosis of, of what are you actually doing for it. Because it's important understanding the diagnosis of the uh, disease, but also what are you actually going to be doing for the disease? Like, what are you going to do from a treatment standpoint? And it was quite telling to see some of the people who... I uh, talked about it and commented on the the Facebook Live. Again, I'll, I'll put a, a, a link to the show notes uh, just so you can kind of get an idea. Uh, you know, some of the response that we got that it hit home for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, some of the, again, we, I'm not going to say their names. Again, you can when you go to, to the Facebook page, you'll, you'll see. For a lot of people, it hit close to home because they remember going through that stage of being wrongly diagnosed or really over, you know, overlooking the symptoms that they were facing and assuming that it wasn't as bad and only to find out that, yeah, it actually is that bad, especially if you don't get any treatment done. And what you'll also notice that, that I talked about on the, the Lunch and Learn live stream uh, was the, the fact that, you know, it, it is an older person's disease, but, you know, it is common and it can affect children uh one of the you know that my facebook followers talked about her child being three years old um when she first was diagnosed uh with you know rheumatoid arthritis but in the juvenile form as well as uh another child you know being eight years old when they were first diagnosed with you know arthritis when we talk about arthritis and we talked about juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, it's actually the most common form. So for kids who are suffering from arthritis and arthritic-like arthritic -like symptoms, most of the time it's actually very likely that the cause is due to rheumatoid arthritis. And we're going to get into you know great detail of what rheumatoid arthritis is and you know how can you tell the difference between rheumatoid arthritis and even osteoarthritis. I don't remember doing a podcast episode, but I do remember doing a blog post on osteoarthritis. So I'll make sure I put a link to that in the notes as well. But it's something that, you know, they are troubling in terms of symptomatology. But if you ignore one, you know, it can almost be life threatening. So uh, let's 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 talk a little bit about you know what exactly what rheumatoid is right. So I kind of addressed it being this autoimmune disease right. And again, remember that word autoimmune. Autoimmune is the body attacking itself pretty much right. So this is the body's immune defenses against itself right. So it's an autoimmune disease, which pretty much means that it turns the body against itself and causes the body to attack itself. And it's an inflammatory disease, right? It tends to affect uh, many of the your hands, your feet, the, the hips. It affects a lot of the, the, the bony joint areas uh, that we use quite frequently. It's chronic in nature. And from a symptomatology as far as cause, some 
Some have, you know, researched that it could be due to infection. Some have researched that it could be due to trauma, either emotionally or physical. Others have even linked smoking to be a cause of, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. And for those who've been following me, you know how much, you know, I hate the smokers and the cigarette smokers. So this is another thing we can add on to the list of if you smoke cigarettes, you have a chance to get rheumatoid arthritis, right? Because that's you know, that's what some of the studies are saying. It's not saying it's just a cause, but there's a likely possibility from a correlation standpoint. So what are the, the, the signs and symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis, right? Like we know, we have an idea of what rheumatoid arthritis is, right? But what does it look like? What does a patient who walks into your office, what are they going to be complaining about? And if, if, you, if we think about it, you know, Joint pain, we talked about the hands and feet being extremely common cause for a complaint for patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Patients with rheumatoid arthritis tend to be more fatigued, more tired. And the way I like to explain that is if you have a process that's constantly inflamed, your body will get tired of trying to put the fire out. So think about that, right? So if you have a disease course that causes you to constantly be inflamed, whether it be the the joints, the hands, the feet, the hip, whether that be the case, if you have a disease course that constantly puts you in that state, you're going to be more fatigued, you're going to be more tired. What's also going to happen is you're going to have a lot of swelling. You're going to have a lot of swelling in those areas that I talked about, you know, the, the hands, the feet. Some people, again, one of the uh, one of the, the commenters on Facebook talked about how her lymph nodes actually swell up every time she has a flare-up. And uh, the way I like to explain the lymph nodes, they're like security guards, right? Like they're, they're bouncers in front of the club. And you can't get inside the club until you pass the bouncer, right? And every time you pass the bouncer, the bouncer gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So when we think about what you know, the the lymph nodes and what type of role they play, a lot of the times the they're they're almost like you're the bouncer, right? Like they deal with all of the stress inflammation before it gets to the area where it's gonna get to. There are also some uh skin issues as well for my, you know, people who are very aesthetic and my, my dermatologist who may be following me. Sh- skin nodules, uh due to rheumatoid arthritis is common in about 30 to 40 percent of patients right so nodules on the skin are 30 to 40 percent more likelier to be in patients with rheumatoid arthritis and there's also this big cardiovascular concern right this is a big cardiovascular issue for patients with rheumatoid arthritis whether it be increasing the risk of them getting a heart attack Increasing the risk of them suffering a stroke due to excessive like plaque buildup in the, the arteries of the heart and brain and the lower extremities as well. And anemia. Anemia is a, a very common trait that we tend to see from a lab diagnosis in patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Some of our risk factors. Some of our risk factors associated with rheumatoid arthritis age so the older you get the better chance you get it but again remember i've had uh you know people who follow me say they were three years old eight years old six years old 
when they were first diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Women are two to three times more likely to suffer from rheumatoid arthritis than not. Again, that's a that's a staggering number. So again, when I, you know, did the lunch and learn on Friday, I, you know, made made a point to specifically talk to them because I know the likelihood that they would be affected was so much higher uh, than my guys. Smoking, smoking is you know bad for your health, right? I don't think I even need to explain anymore. Smoking is bad for your health. Uh, obesity has also been linked to patients suffer from rheumatoid arthritis. So obesity is another uh, concern and cause there. So how do we diagnose it, right? So how do we say, you know what, I think you may have rheumatoid arthritis. One of the simplest tests to do, especially for patients who rheumatoid arthritis is affecting their hands, their feet, is get an x-ray. Just get a plain x-ray of the hands or the feet, and you can start telling, and it's a bad thing, unfortunately, if you do, you can start telling if they're starting to have some joint breakdown, if they're starting to have some disfigurement in their uh, hands or feet because the rheumatoid arthritis, again, it's a destructive disease that affects the joints. So it pretty much eats the joint away. So think about it in that case when we talk about you know, rheumatoid arthritis and when we talk about some of the disease processes. Now, there's plenty of blood work. I can tell you there's plenty of blood work to go around for patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, first and foremost, you know, you got to test it, right? You got to test it and say, hey, are you making any of these antibodies that are associated with rheumatoid arthritis? Like, so they, they do some antibody blood tests. Uh, usually they're checking for a rheumatoid factor, whether it be the numbers or whether you just have it or not. Because there's some patients who may be positive for the trait. But their the system is so low that it's not attacking uh, anything at this moment, right? So that's definitely something to kind of you know wrap our heads around. The treatment course associated with rheumatoid arthritis would sound kind of counterproductive, if you think about it. Is that for one thing, I don't want my patients you know becoming sedentary. I don't want that. So I I need them to be as active as possible, even though there are days where the rheumatoid arthritis is you know being extremely obnoxious i need them to be able to like get up and move around because that's just important you got to get up you got to move plenty of medications uh for treatment of rheumatoid arthritis you have medications like methotrexate you have medications like plaquenil you have medications like steroids all of these play a vital role and making sure that the rheumatoid arthritis is kept in check. And the reason why that's so important, because we understand that for some patients, they may have rheumatoid disease, but they may never get the flare-up. And then you have some patients who do get the flare-up. So it's definitely important for us to note, you know, which one is which, and, you know, how to make sure we are in lockstep with trying to control the problem, right? Because the problem is your body is attacking itself, right? We talked about autoimmune. The body is attacking itself. So you have to get medications to tell your body to stop. Tell your body to stop doing what you normally do. And if uh, you kind of understand that that process and that that you know that workaround of how to treat rheumatoid arthritis, you understand that 
a lot of these medications can sometimes be considered chemotherapy type medications because chemotherapy medications do pretty much the same thing. They tell the body, stop making that cell that's making the bad cells go around, right? Like pretty much, you know, and, and you know, and here on the Lunch Learn uh, with Dr. Barry, I try to make things as simple as possible because I want you to kind of be able to understand it to ask more questions later, right? I want you to be able to kind of get a big picture of it so we can talk about it and you can talk about it with your um, primary care doctor at a later time. There are some treatments from a surgical standpoint associated with rheumatoid arthritis, but I can tell you most people never get to that point. And what's interesting, especially in our setting from rheumatoid arthritis, treating rheumatoid arthritis, is that we see a lot of patients, right, kind of disregarded, right? And that was a, a common, I was not, a, I was not, not going to say it's a common thing, but that was something that I did note uh, on the Lunch and Learn, that there was a few people who may have been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, but wasn't really taking their medications. They weren't having any flares, so they didn't feel the need to do so. And, you know, that's where we have to be very mindful of, and when we're, especially when we're giving these types of medications, to make sure we don't, you know, build up any resistance or anything in that regards. So that pretty much was rheumatoid arthritis. Again, with our quick, you know, rundown, it's this autoimmune inflammatory chronic disease that affects the hands, the feet, um, pretty much even your hips too. And for signs and symptoms to look for, think about joint pain, weakness, fatigue, you know, risk factors associated. If you are older, you are likely to get it, but that doesn't mean the young folks can't get rheumatoid arthritis. If uh, you're a woman, again, women two to three times more likely. If you smoke cigarettes, Right now, if you smoke cigarettes, stop smoking cigarettes. That's all I got to tell you. There's really no other... I hate to go on these these caveats for cigarette smoking, but sometimes you have to. There's really no reason for you to still be smoking cigarettes unless you're literally addicted to smoking cigarettes, right? And we have plenty, you know, gums and patches and things we can do to kind of get rid of that. So, and from a diagnostic standpoint, we're going to order some x-rays, we're going to do some blood work and just kind of wait for those things to come in. But I can tell you, and I can tell you that there are some patients, you know, who we have to, you know, be very mindful of uh, when we're treating uh, rheumatoid arthritis because we don't want to cause any other problems. Again, we talked about it being a chemotherapy type medication. So if you have certain diseases, you can't even start the treatment or the treatment for majority of those medications on um, for rheumatoid arthritis because of it, right? So it's definitely something to keep an eye on, definitely something to follow with your doctor on if you're having any concerns, you know, that you know may be dealing with symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis but have been calling it osteoarthritis all this time. So I'm going to see you guys next week for another great episode. We're going to be talking about breast cancer, breast exams, and just really getting the job done when it comes to the breast, right? So stay tuned, and you guys have a great and blessed day. Bye. And if you want today's show notes, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP038. Again, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP038. Don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. 
and let me know what you think about today's topic and if you have any you know personal stories that you may want to you know let the world know you don't have no problem with go ahead and drop a comment on our the website again at the same website drpiersblog.com forward slash llp038 or leave it on the facebook page see you guys later bye Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I want to say thanks again for all that you guys do and all your support and all of your listens. So I want you to kind of keep on keeping on with going ahead and sharing today's episode. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed to the podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at the same name, Lunch learn pod and uh, go to the website again lunchlearnpod.com for all of the episodes if you've missed one and again i'm at all of the favorite podcast apps google play stitcher soundcloud and of course apple Podcasts, where i would love a five-star review and and tell me what you think about today's episode i would love to hear it so i'll see you guys next week bye